The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. And I saw something laying in a in a sleeping bag, a person. And I saw that the man closed his eyes. I walked into his sunshine, and the shadow of that of my body dropped into his face. He had a really nice conversation. He was really a clever guy. His English was better than mine. My angel on my shoulder said, "Like, help this guy, help this guy, help this guy." So I decided to help him. Everything in my body and my mind said, "Okay,、uh, I can't let this go anymore." It's just. I don't. I didn't take the decision. It was taken from me. It's a wonderful chaos, beautifully random, messy and glorious. Solo or tandem, we work to find rest and fight to find peace. Both head and the heart, like a nephew and niece. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healed and the atheists pray. It's a wonderful chaos. Today we have Stephen Borchhaus. Yes, and we are going to discuss helping a homeless person. He's been doing that for the last five months. I've got tons of questions around this subject. It was specifically very interesting for me because there is there is. Always a bigger theme that pulls me to a show, and not always, but often. And this was a really big theme for me because when you told me the story of Stephen, then I immediately had a, a, a reaction, and the reaction inside was inside your body,、uh, inside my body. Yeah, was it visceral? It was pretty visceral. Yeah, thought so. And it was like, wow. So he's found a man off the street who's lived homeless, and five months ago he says. I'm going to help this man, whatever, reintegrate. I we'll find out what the words are that he would use. Yeah. So now I'm sitting there, and I'm always thinking in terms of coaching and training, and I'm always like, I, I work in conditions. I use the word conditions all the time. Yeah. And I use the word conditions because I say if the conditions aren't there, then helping an individual often is not helpful. <laughs> So it's a really a hard thing. It's a fine line between trying to help somebody when the other individual will receive your assistance, but doesn't want to necessarily do the hard work. Yeah. So I was really curious because、um, I also know that a lot of people they don't they don't necessarily even they choose to to be homeless. Like there's there's people in the world that decide, hey, this is the way I like to live. I had I was had a dinner with someone last week, and they were in in Spain. And there was a man who was homeless down the road, and、uh, and they befriended him, and he was、uh, he was always、uh, being generous to them, <laughs> and surprised that they wanted to support or help him. He's like, no, no, I don't need your help. I'm I, this is how I live and how I want to live. So there's an interesting line there between where does somebody actually need the support, or where do we feel bad for that individual, and then try to do things for them that aren't necessarily things that they're asking for. Yeah. So. That was what really brought me to the top to to the subject, just to hear how it was for him and where he may have m- met struggles in that area. Yeah, nice. Yeah, 
Well, I, I've met uh, the individual. His yeah. name is Daniel. Yeah. And um, Stephen also asked me to do a little photo shoot for him. Oh, nice. Because on his journey, on Stephen's journey, like to help Daniel integrate into society, he thought, hey, we need uh, social media. We need dating pictures. Like there were all these things coming up. So we even made images for uh, dating. Oh, really? Like introducing Daniel and... He had another friend writing the text and uh, Stephen was asking, what are the dating apps? Because I know you've been using them. <laughs> so th there was this, uh, er he was trying all avenues. Like how yeah. do we help Daniel get self-sufficient? And uh, there's been recent developments, but I'm not going to go into them. I'm going to let Stephen okay. share that because I, I, I also know it's his excitement. Yeah, great. Uh, so yeah, but that 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 was uh, that was sort of the way I wanted to frame a bit of our discussion today, at least. Yeah. Outside of that, Adam, uh, he also has this company called Adam. Yeah. I, like you have to go on YouTube and Google Adam. Yeah. Uh, uh, like the clothing brand, they make really cool underwear, socks, and their videos mm. are hilarious. Like you have mm. to watch them. Like nice. you'll see a guy um, uh, skateboarding behind the London bus in, in underwear. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> We bring him on. Hello, Stephen. Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> A little bit of promotion. So <laughs> five, promotion. five months ago, you'd make a decision to change someone's life. How, how does that come about? Yeah, it all started with uh, photography, curiosity, and um, just uh, also partly a mirror for myself. I was always on the run and you know those moments that you step out of the supermarket and uh, you see those homeless people and you want to do something and in in the rush you give them a euro or two euros or you, you bring them some food or whatever. But most of the time I was in a hurry and I thought by myself, that's also not good. You know, I want to choose my own moment to be there for someone and to listen to their story. And uh, on a certain Saturday, I uh, I took that moment and I went to Stichting Zonnebloem. I was Googling also because it was totally new for me. Uh, and I uh, approached the guy and I it was a little bit, sh not fake, but it was a little bit a show from my side because I, I knew he was homeless, but I was a little bit too, too shy to say like, hey, can I write a story? Can I make a picture? I didn't know how to, to ask the first question. So it was kind of a little bit, not awkward, but more uncomfortable. And, and he said like, yeah, but, but, but I'm homeless. I was like, Oh really? Oh, I didn't know. So it was kind <laughs> of, you know, and we got in conversation and we directly had a click directly. I, I saw like, Whoa, this is special for him because nobody's doing this. And his face was full of tattoos, full of like, uh, like, uh, yeah, everywhere. And um, so he also had a kind of, yeah, I, I could say aggressive face, you know, like it was a little bit scary, I could say. Yeah. And um, yeah, you saw, you saw the wounds, you know, so it was also really, I saw directly like, wow, I want, I want, I want to capture this story. I want to make this picture. And of course, I forgot something with my HDA state minds. So I thought like, ah, shit, I need to have the flash. 
afterwards i didn't use the flesh anymore it was too too big the, the production was too huge was not necessary just the right light from mm. from from mother nature and it was enough but i wanted to do it the first picture with the flesh okay so i thought like shit then i need to pack my stuff again i need to go home uh you know what i fucking trust this guy i said you stay here with the gear like everything and I said, I come back. But it was also like, whoa, if I come back and everything is gone, <laughs> that would be also funny. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I went home and I, I, I uh, took my flash. He came, I came back. He was still waiting there, very excited. So the energy kind of built. And we co-created something together. And that was something really awesome. So he came into this, like doing this and doing that and... He was, uh, I was asking him to pose a little bit and tell his story also in the meantime. So we, <clears throat> yeah, in, in between those moments, I was capturing his face and um, to get the real picture, to get the real story connected. And uh, what I started to do is I put my phone on a memo, on a, a voice memo. So I was recording the whole thing because... Mm. Yeah, you lose all those important details. So afterwards, I, I write the whole story and I connect it. And I came home and I put my SD card in my laptop. I was like, oh, my God, these pictures are beautiful. I, I had like, you know, this feeling on my skin. Goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. That word. <laughs> and it was really, uh, really, I, I directly felt like, okay, this is a, a, a an itch. And... Whatever the direction will be, um, this is something I would like to do more. Uh, this is this is what I like to do in general in my life. When it feels good, I continue. Uh, if I don't try, I don't know. So mm. to define my strategy, I always try. So and uh, there's no push. There's no whatever manager behind should be purple, blue, black, whatever. It's our story. We created it together. And we decide kind of when and how we shoot it into the universe. And so I started with the first picture one, one year ago uh, in February 2020. And uh, yeah, it was a starting point of a lot of little adventures in the city center of Amsterdam. And that and, was just so just to help me understand, this project was bigger than this one individual, Daniel. You did you want to document homeless people and understand their stories or or was it only Daniel who you were interacting with? Not at all. Not at all. I was little literally confused when I met Daniel and I will come back later to it because in between I took uh Daniel well, came in later. The first yeah. homeless person was not Daniel. Yeah, I got that now. Yeah. And for me, it was uh, it was just you know a person that listened to their stories, uh, photography that I really like, writing stories, improve my English. Um, mm. I, it just simply felt good. Felt good. So I, I continued, and um, um, yeah, mostly on Saturday mornings, it's quiet. I don't like big groups of homeless people because sometimes the situation is also pretty unpredictable. Uh, they stand behind you and uh, they have psychologic uh, problems sometimes. So, yeah, you need to be aware that it's it could be also dangerous. So what I mostly like is face-to-face, one-to-one. Nice. What you're saying is on Saturdays, 
early in the morning, you would go and explore the city of Amsterdam, walk into a homeless person and interact with them, make pictures, record their story. That's it. That's it. Had you seen the homeless people that you were going to talk to before? Or sometimes you never saw them before? Would it sometimes have been the first time you've seen them that Saturday morning? Nine out of 10, I just saw them. Because to make an appointment with someone that lives on the street, nah, it doesn't work out. Also, I don't yeah. like it. You know, like, hey, do we have tomorrow time and at three o'clock? And then it just should be spontaneous. That's that's yeah. the most But I guess way. what I was, what I meant to say is, like there's like three homeless people that I know that basically panhandle Elonskracht where we are. So I know those three homeless people when they're going to show up. I don't know, but I know they're going to be there every day. Is it yeah. sort of similar to that where you were at or how was it the, the people that were showing up? Uh, partly that because sometimes yeah. I know them and I go to my, my head to the office and I have other things to do also because mm -hmm. you need to have time for it. Huh? You need to have an hour at least. Um, but the Daniel story, I didn't have an hour. That was also funny. But uh, anyways, normally it, it takes a while. And uh, yeah, sometimes they don't trust you. Um, I approach them in a different way than in the first. And if you talk for them bullshit, if you don't come to the point, they don't trust you. So I say, hello, I'm Steven. I'm a photographer. This is what I do. Do you like it? Do you have a little bit of time so we can talk about it? That's also for a lot of people that are full in the mind with a lot of thoughts also. Eh? It, it, it's also a reason why they are on the street. So keep things clear and, and, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, simple. So I learned also a lot from it. And yeah. also to be, to be humble and to be grateful what you have. So also in my personal growth, it, yeah, it was really uh, important. But of course, the most important thing is that you show those stories to the world and those stories that are hidden, those hidden diamonds or pearls or how do you name it um that that we can learn from um that we yeah and i'm curious about those stories we have one question that came in from bolalong who's in south africa and and i'm going to ask a second question of that so you're talking about these stories were these stories being produced and published somewhere or how were they being used and then he asked as a follow-up are those pictures that gave Stevens goosebumps published somewhere? Yeah. Well, I, I started an Instagram called the homeless. And, um, if you type Steven, uh, stripe, uh, Borghouts, my name, uh, you see those pictures and, uh, yeah, I started to post them on Instagram just to give them a face, just to, to, to show their story. And also sometimes how thin the line is between being homeless and, yeah, just being you and me. I mean, sometimes they got into a divorce. Uh, we live in city centers that are getting more and more expensive. And if you get into a divorce and you can't pay the rent anymore, more, and uh, you're yeah, you're full of of shit in your head. It's difficult to 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 bounce back. It's difficult mm -hmm. to stay on track. And well, the blue envelopes will come, you know, the fines will come. And if you can't pay them anymore because you're not organized anymore, just in a couple of months, you can, yeah, be out of the game, literally. Wow. And, and yeah, and sometimes you think like, what is this really the, the, the problem what we're talking about? Yes, this is only the problem. I just had one fine or I lost it. I, I yeah, I didn't felt so good in that time. Boom. You go to a friend, your friends say after three weeks, like, hey, guy, I also have a family. 
um, you know, and there you go. And, wow. uh, and yeah, the, the, the figures doubled from 2009 to 2019. The new uh, information will be way more crazy. And we, the, the government expect that it will triple or f- get four times bigger. Uh, because, the, well, the gap between rich and poor, the, yeah. the pandemic, uh, stress, like we are pretty in a crazy, crazy world and uh, people and problems they get. But, uh, following up a little bit on what you just spoke about and, and Bololong said this, as I introduced it, I'm sure uh, with more, he says, I wonder whether a person can choose to be homeless. I think that they accept their condition and feel comfortable about being homeless. Yeah, of course, you have several layers layers of homeless people. We 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 name them as the homeless, but every individual that's an unique human with a, a unique story. And uh, some people they want some people mostly they don't have papers. Uh, the Netherlands is known of a liberal country, but it's more like uh, what people know from the 60s and the 70s because we're not that liberal anymore. And it's not that well, it's, it's fucking uh, difficult to get papers. Actually, it's almost yeah. not doable to get papers. Yeah. You know, we were looking to countries in Europe to uh, a, a top list where to get papers for Daniel. And there was a top 11 list. For example, if you buy a house in Spain or in Portugal for two and a yeah. hundred thousand euros, you have papers automatically. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you- I've seen it's interesting you say that because there's like loopholes to get into the EU. Like an American, there's a Dutch US treaty. So if an American wants to live in the Netherlands, they open a bank account. I think they put five or ten thousand and then you're here. No issue. But like and, the, well, the, and the um, Americans in the Netherlands, you mean? Yeah, it's a Dutch-U.S. treaty. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But for example, my girlfriend is uh, she's from uh, she's from Canada. She's Canadian, and uh, yeah, we need to have like a, a contract that we live together. It's it's yeah. not like a marriage, but something in between. Yeah, yeah. That um, that's, that's was the only stuff. solution. Uh, but yeah, between the states and and the Netherlands, it's it's simpler. Yeah. But for example, in Belgium, if you if you have a normal job and you have different different opportunities. You can uh, you can get uh, the papers uh, more easy than in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and then you thought like, okay, th- those countries they they are laying next to each other. Uh, the Netherlands is not in that top eleven. Oh wow! So it's very very difficult. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you you now do the research. Do you find any way to get in papers? Uh, yes. For example, you can start to study here. Uh, and the cheapest study is six thousand euros in Utrecht and in Enschede on the uh, on the technical study, and uh, you pay six thousand euros per year, and then they look every year uh, for the situation and what exactly the elements are where they are looking for. It's pretty unclear, um, and you have you need to have you need to show that you have eleven thousand euros on your bank account. Yeah. Uh, but you also can, I think, take it off again. So that's just for yeah. showing. Uh, but that's literally only for the time that you study. So what's what will happen after after that time? It's also pretty unpredictable. Wow. So uh, it's not super sustainable. And and what did you arrange for? for I mean, we, we haven't actually gotten to to Daniel yet. I think we're still kind of building up to that part of the story. So you're walking one Saturday, and you meet mm. Daniel. Would that be the mm. case? 
Yeah, kind of. Uh, at 11th of October, uh, the 11th of October, that's my birthday. And I was, I wanted to celebrate my birthday. I also invited you, but you had a client uh, that Sunday. And we wanted to take a dive into the to the ocean in the North Sea. Pretty cold in October. And you did it. And and of course I did it. But two of my friends said, oh, Stephen, I know you guy, crazy guy. No, we're not going to do that. We give you a birthday present on Friday the 9th. Uh, a dinner like oh that's sweet guys i will come i will see you at six blah 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 and it was five o'clock i was at home i had plenty of time i could do everything uh, to be there on time but something was saying inside like i need to make a picture before i go <laughs> and before i knew i was on my bike I, I knew already i have two less time because when i got into when i get into a conversation i literally can't make it at six o'clock but whatever we will see yeah and there was nobody. And I went to the Waterkant. Uh, it's a, a place next to the canals in the, the city center of Amsterdam. Around the and corner. I, yeah, around the corner. And almost I turned my back towards the water. And I saw something laying in a, in a sleeping bag. Uh, a person. And I was looking around. And I saw that the man closed his eyes. And uh, I walked into his sunshine. And uh, the, the, the shadow of, that, of my body dropped into his face. And he directly opened his eyes. So he's kind of between sleep and, and being awake. And we also directly had a really nice conversation. We started talking about life really directly, really straight and clear. And like, I was a little bit surprised because all those people that I, I, I interviewed and took pictures of that had mental, big mental problems, uh, really clear and uh, drug addictions. And, and it was difficult to, to follow their, their stories. And this mm-hmm. was really was really a clever guy. His English was better than mine. So one of the first questions I asked, like, hey, I'm surprised, man. What do you do at the couch? You're clever. You, I think you don't use alcohol and drugs. What is your story? Well, I'm from Serbia, and I directly was touched because two months before, I biked from Sanford to Istanbul, and I went through Serbia. I saw everything from Serbia. I talked with the people. I slept at, at the countryside in my tent, and I, I saw everything from inside out. They're a victim of the war, you know. They are like the the bad the bad guys, and uh, but <laughs> people from my age, they have nothing to do with the war. They're just victims, mm. and they 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 want to do something good. They want to belong to something, like every human being here on this planet. But they are in the middle of our island, in the middle of Europe. It's pretty fucked up. So you have bad bad luck if you if you if you are born there because. Mm. It's difficult to find a job. There's less education. Uh, you earn two hundred fifty dollars uh, euros per per month. You work mostly on the field, on the tracker, or whatever you do. And if you want to come to Amsterdam, that costs you like a thousand euros for a nice weekend. It's not possible. And if you take a country beside it, it's possible. So it's kind of unfair what's happening. You say that. You, I liked how you phrased it. It's really an island, meaning. It's just every country around is part of the EU. This is not exactly. It's like Switzerland. I, I didn't even know that, by the way. I mean, I just didn't have that in my head. The Serbia was yeah. okay. Wow. And the people are so polite. We the first uh, the first city we entered with the bike. It was pretty late. It was our best day. We had a flat road. There was no wind. The the temperature was perfect. It was mm. around 13 instead of uh, 42, 43 in the summertime. It was crazy weather. Um, so we, we biked 253 kilometers that day. So we were really proud, but we also really disastered that day. And we stepped out of our bikes uh, and um, we asked two to, to guys that were eating an ice cream in front of an ice cream shop. 
like, hey, guys, uh, can we ask you something? Is there a place that we can eat something, whatever it is? We're just hungry. And they're like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, he said to the guys, we pay the ice cream later, pop, pop, pop. So they went to a restaurant with us. It was like five, 600 meters. Very, very, the hospitality is very high there. They waited until we ordered. They wanted to double check was everything, uh, if everything was okay. Then we shake each other the hand. They look me in the eyes, like, is everything really okay? Then they were uh, convinced. And then they, they went back to the ice cream shop. And Basha and me were looking to each other like, whoa, what's going on over here? This is really special. Mm. It's, it's, it's not only, it's also a little bit of macho culture, right? It's like, like, yeah, it's, it's a little bit like that showing your, but it's also really hospital. Hospitality is really high and Mm. the honor is really high. And mostly we, we, if you give a hand in Serbia, you give a strong hand and you look each other into the eyes, like human to human. Mm. And I don't know if you do it in Holland, it's just, because it's, uh, I don't know, you need to do it or something. Yeah. Like, uh, we don't, like, we look away or, like, it, it lose the power, you know? Uh, you also see it in Turkey. Like, you give a hand, you give a hand. <laughs> I like that style. And, um, yeah, pretty surprised also. The highways were very, very, very uh, in, in good condition. And, and the rest mm-hmm. of the roads were in very bad condition. So they also want to show that they want, they want to be a kid of the European Union. And they want to prove that they can belong to it. Uh, but also that's a long way to go because mm. they are, yeah, I mean, the people are undereducated. The, 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 the possibilities are not that high. Um, so it's also like we talk sometimes about the win-win. You, there's, there are, yeah, a lot behind. Yeah. Um, so that's difficult to, to, to get on on track if you have if you are surrounded by countries that are doing yeah. really really well so now you're back with daniel on the bench now you have the shadow opens his eyes you have a very good talk what are the things that come out while you're having that talk so what are the things that are different than all the other talks that you had because obviously you had a connection there that wasn't the same for others yeah uh, i almost maybe you recognize it that my angel on my shoulder said like help this guy help this guy help this guy and then repeat and i was it was so strong that i i saw his mouth moving but i didn't hear anymore what he was saying i was okay fuck fuck okay um let me check uh six o'clock shit it's too late uh okay first hold on i call the guys listen guys i need to listen to this guy now a homeless guy i will come be later and I, I know that it's a gift from you to me but this has priority. Sorry, I see you later. I will call you later. Okay, boom, that's fixed. Now I focus on Daniel. Um, so I decided to help him, and uh, everybody, everything in my body and my mind said, "Okay, uh, I can't let this go anymore." It's just I don't. I didn't take the decision. It was taken for me. Yeah, no. And um, on that moment, I I directly I was thinking, "Okay, how can I help him?" what what is the priority and uh, okay he need warm clothes winter time one of my friends he's in production of scotch and soda a, a big clothing brand from europe from amsterdam i called him like hey guy uh winter jacket a uh, nice jeans this that you know everything was fixed in just a split second okay sunday my birthday don't give me stuff i have one i have enough stuff and second 
we need the money for Daniel. Boom. Okay. Um, but uh, when the money is empty, maybe I need more people uh, also to help him out and also to have like a kind of stream of money to, to help him out. Why do it together? Because I directly saw everybody wants to help, but didn't know how. So if I can show how, we can do it together. Simple. Make it flat. There is like a need and a, de- uh, and a, you know, a demand and uh, something what we can help. Yeah, uh, a person in that ca- this case also. Uh, yeah, I, I brought some people together and we just started helping Daniel. And I was thinking I need to get him from the street now, yesterday. <laughs> and uh, I called a good friend, Stephen, same name as, as I have. And uh, I asked him like, hey, that studio that you're living in, are you still there? Or sometimes you're in a different place. He's like an artist, huh? He said, Stephen, yeah, okay, uh, I have 1% telephone, uh, it's on the speaker, uh, and it was a little bit chaotic, and Dao Bob, maybe you know Dao Bob, he's a famous artist from the Netherlands, um, and uh, he took the phone, he said, Stephen, come with Daniel to my boat, big boat, somewhere in the, in the, in the, in the east of, of Amsterdam, and maybe we have something for him. And I was like, what is this fucking happening? Wow. So I was like, yeah, you know, so I called Daniel, Daniel, he had a phone already. I said, Daniel, uh, we can come to uh, Dow Bob's place. And then he was a little bit flabbergasted. He, uh, sometimes he needs to get used to changes, you know, now I pick you up. He said, yeah, but I'm lunching now. He said, doesn't matter. Lunch later. Come on. Once in your lifetime. And we went to Dow Bob's place and Dow Bob opened the door and he's a really cool guy. Stepped out of the of the door, looked uh, Dao Bob into the eyes for ten seconds. Dao Bob of uh, Daniel was a little bit like <laughs> uh, not so comfortable with it. Took the key out of his pocket. Here he said, "Your new house." I was like, "Wait a second, what's going on? Really?" And of course, tears in my eyes. And it happened on the twentieth of October already, eleven days after the ninth. We had money. We had. Uh, clothes, we had a roof above his head and Stephen was a connector, we drank a couple of beers uh, it, it was, yeah, it was for him also overwhelming almost, eh? so literally from the street, like pop, we, yeah, we had a house for him, like a, a luxurious house also, it, it was an apartment that normally he rents out for Airbnb like that, that type like a hotel type and he was like, holy shit, that's amazing and uh, well Two weeks later, Stephen died. Uh, the person, the key b- between uh, uh, Daniel and uh, uh, and our Bob, that was uh, really, really uh, heavy and uh, strange, and also beautiful at the same time. You know that 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 this thing that <clears throat> he did, it was the last. We say in in in, in Dutch, it's Tokyo. You know, the the, the, the last thing you yeah. you give further in life. It was so powerful. Was that expected or was it unexpected, his death? Unexpected. It was a heart yeah. attack. How old he was is draw- this? 59. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Stephen Oprinsen uh, mm-hmm. has a beautiful poetry, beautiful paintings. And mm-hmm. he was sitting in his, um, <clears throat> in his atelier studio, drawing, drinking a beer, um, smoking a cigarette. And then he didn't felt so well, we think. He put off the, the, the cigarette. You saw it because it was only like, one suck, and then uh, it was bent into the ashtray. 
yeah and then he was laying at the, at the couch sitting really peaceful uh-huh. uh that yeah like he, he died in his harness uh almost mm. so it's also nice i had a memo like a voice memo because i wanted to make a documentary also a crazy thing that i had in mind but every time when there was a special moment in his life i wasn't there if you need to make a cool do- a nice if you want to capture the story you need to be there in every special moment in his life and every mm-hmm. time he called me, he said, Steven, I need to go to jail or this or this or that. And every time I like, shit, I'm in Germany. Like, ah, no, I missed this situation. Yeah. Like on a, on a certain moment that we, I decided like, okay, this is not going to work. But uh, on a Sunday morning, I wanted to capture some more inside. I wanted to capture the story to, 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 to start this project. It was still on my phone. And I made, uh, I put this memo on, uh, I made a, a podcast of it. Uh, like three weeks ago or four weeks ago and I put it online it's really like uh, my legacy my 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 present to to his family and it wasn't hidden it was a hidden pearl on my my phone so it was very special very important for me and I think also uh, yeah for a lot of other people to to hear Mm. Um, but to go back to the story uh, yeah Daniel uh, a house we helped him out for uh, for four months and uh, we formed a group from uh, of 20 people together and uh, yeah we just separated this group in different categories from nutrition to movement to social to just general a lot of other unpredictable things you need to arrange that uh, well, yeah, yeah so a general <laughs> category so help me understand because now in some weird way like this is kind of going back to the beginning of the show when i mentioned that I was curious how you would engage a person. Yeah. You're introducing these things into his life that he didn't ask for per se. Yeah. So how, how did that dynamic play out? Like how did, how did he react as you're now saying, Hey, um, I got a house for you. Great. I'm, I'm sure he appreciated that and he was grateful for it. And then how did it like progress with adding people into his life? How did he deal with that? Yeah, that's one of the, 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 the most essential questions if you want to help people. And uh, Bambas also experienced this, this layer. We talked also in the park about it. But my first question also uh, to go back to that essence is like, okay, Daniel, I really want to help you. I want to ask you one important question. Do you believe in it by yourself? Do you want this? He said, yes, I believe in a better world. I, I, I came to Amsterdam uh, for my freedom, I I, I came from a post-communistic uh, uh, system. My family came from Macedonia. You need to imagine if you're not communistic, and um, uh, yeah, it's really difficult to to get in that system. Even when it was after that system, still family or uh, yeah, connected people they get the right jobs, they get the right uh, responsibilities in the government. Like it was very very difficult to to earn your money and um so he decided to 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 create a better life started working in prague uh and his mother got sick he didn't have contact with his father he went home he quit his job to help his mother out because the health health care is there really bad his mother died he had really big problems to get back on track and it took too long you know he became isolated and with really literally his last money, he went with the bus to Hungary, to Berlin, and at the end to the promised land city, Amsterdam. 
And I saw him after one year struggling. He's not a hustler. He's not a guy like, hey, can I get a euro? Like, hey, can I do? He was just laying there. And yeah, he trusted in the faith, but he didn't took action on it. So he was li- literally like a candle, candle light that was dying. Mm. And he How came old? Eight, uh, How old is 45 and his body is like 85. Wow. And he, he came from 85 kilos and I saw him. Uh, and when I saw him, of course, we measured him and uh, it was 58 kilos. So uh, we also saw like, we need to help this guy yesterday because there's no fat, there's no muscle. Everything is gone. He has diabetes. Uh, he has uh, uh, pancreas problems. We found him just before winter came. So yeah, yeah. That's also nice with a group of friends that has totally no experience with homeless people that you have a fresh mind. Uh, a fresh mind that uh, mm. you don't have all those ex- experiences is important, but also it can make you blind and narrow-minded. Yeah. So all of a sudden you have 20 people helping Daniel. Like- yeah, not suddenly. It became also, I wanted to test also because I know that I can convince people. I'm enthusiastic and people around me can step in because they like me or whatever. Like it's it's really close and warm lead, right? If you see it from that perspective. So I wanted mm. to test, is it possible to make this group better, uh, bigger outside of me? So mm. there was a guy, uh, he also transferred some money. I know him, uh, but his friends don't know me so well. A little bit far away or some people even don't know me at all. So I asked him, maybe it's nice uh, because you're a yoga teacher to to teach him some yoga. And the day, the, the week after he came back and the week after he came back. So I saw that he was from his insights motivated to help that person. A lot of people want to help. And after one time they're gone, you know, like it's nice that you help, but it's, it's about repeating. That's the power of repeating your actions. That's mm-hmm. if you help, if you give a person five euros, he buys cigarettes. It's nice, but you don't help him out for the long term. Yeah. yeah. And he did that. So I asked him, this is interesting. I just, I, just, I, just yeah. ask you, I know that you're a busy businessman. You have your you have your fingers in different pots, and all yeah. of a sudden you have this new project. You have twenty people, and you have Daniel. Like, what was some of the challenges that you faced that you weren't aware of when you start when you went into this endeavor? Yeah, to come back to this to the thing that you I you can't turn your back to it. Just take your responsibility, <clears throat> and. To take your responsibility to someone else's life, maybe it's not, not realistic, but I took my responsibility to the response to the to things I wanted to give him. And um, there are always more ways to roam and uh, and and uh, I don't see it as that black and white. It's just I wanted to do it and I you find ways to do it. Maybe but, 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 but what were the problems? The problems in what? Well, so I, so what were the things that you came up against in this whole process? Um, that, uh, well, again, to your question, like, does he really want it? He said, yes, I want it. But uh, if you look to his actions, we didn't saw the right growth. We didn't saw the right track record. We didn't saw the, the, the things we expected. And there you go. If you expect something, uh, it's also dangerous. Uh, uh, and if you create expectations and uh, if you feed 
the group with those expectations, it also the group can fall apart because, um, yeah, yeah, because they I mean, do it. They're doing it because they want to feel good about seeing the progression of this person. That that's the kind of thing that. So it's interesting because I didn't know any part of this story, but in the back of my mind. I had the suspicion because, as I mentioned earlier, like I often find that if an individual doesn't take their own initiative and another person takes the initiative for them, the struggle is how does that transfer in a way that the person gets inspired on their own? And I yeah. guess I guess what I'm wondering is how that process has unfolded. Have you seen it <clears throat> improve or have you seen big like shifts go on that uh, that that you uh, that you were happy about? Yeah. Well, to be honest, we don't see big shifts. It's more like listen more careful what he wants. Um, find like check the opportunities and and also process those opportunities. Uh, whatever you what kind of program or system you use uh, to find a way. There in every for every person in this world there's a place. You just you just need to find a place for it. Yeah. That's it. And now we go more towards a community because what we do with 20 people, we hold them into the air, like a lot of muscles and, and power and connections. Because we are in an Amsterdam network, we are uh, privileged that we can we have dentists, we have uh, uh, like uh, we have uh, uh, yoga teachers, we have yeah. nutrition guys, like it's awesome, um, but uh, at the end, uh, it, it should be a realistic that you learn the person to fish and not to bring him fish every day because that's not sustainable. Clearly. And, and, and what would be not that you can have – so this is the struggle. I, it with, even it was nice because Bola Lang even chimed in, yes, expectations are dangerous. So on one level – you would need to see him getting more and more self-reliant, taking agency over his own life. And on another level, you can't force him or push him too quickly because yeah. then he's just going to like feel re- the, the the resistance and, and, and the frustration with you wanting something he isn't naturally doing. So yeah. I guess w- without saying this is your expectation, but I guess more of a desire, What what is your end desire for Daniel? <clears throat> That he has a a place where he can live in peace, where he can be respected, where he uh, will be heard, where where he be where he give can give back also, like the circle circle of life, not taking, but it's important to 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 give something back as a human, right? Yeah, um, it's uh, the infinity, like giving and taking, the balance between it. And not literally between you and me, I give you something, but maybe in another layer of no, life. Of course. But uh, do you see, do you, I mean, so that would mean if we talk pragmatically, it would mean he has papers to live in the Netherlands. He has a job. He can rent. He, has, he can afford a house. He can afford his own food. Like that's where your your real desire would be for him. Well, that's a, that's a construction we need for that life. But yeah. If you talk about literally layers, papers, and work, and maybe a car, he knows everything about cars. Uh, yeah, but uh, also you need to be realistic. And um, and I think for now, a nice community where everybody has a task, 
where he can deliver something. Uh, he likes to paint. Uh, we sold uh, over 50 paintings last weekend, of course, through social media. Um, but yeah, it really uh, touched his, his, his enthusiasm and his feeling like, wow, you know, people like my work and so important. Uh, you can't, you, you can try everything, push-ups and help him mentally, physically, but those paintings were like massive. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yesterday we went to a community and uh, yeah, every time when you show him new stuff in his life, it's, it's you, you see that it's difficult for him. And you also see the reason you, why sorry, he got on, got on the street. What do you mean you went to a community? I didn't understand that. Um, like, um, a cloister, how do you say it in English? Uh, a place monastery. where monks, monastery. Yeah. Okay. So, and, uh, it's a mixed monastery. So also people that don't believe or not religious that are not religious are welcome. Mm-hmm. And it's a system, uh, it's not, uh, don't, uh, it's not depending on the government. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's working on its own. Really like that, and uh, it's hands-on. It's uh, you need to deliver something also, and uh, his physical condition is not that well. I mean, we can check out, uh, we can find out if the if the the paintings are something, what we can do in exchange or something. But we need to figure out, and we saw some some doubts also from his side. Uh, but sometimes, and that's to come back to the story of like. Yeah, he really needs to want it. But the thing is also, sometimes you don't have an option. You Sometimes you need to make a little bit of decision for him. Mm-hmm. And also translate it like, hey, brother, <laughs> this is the best for you now. We we put you for five months now with 20 people into the air. But if we let you go, you're on the street tomorrow again. Be realistic. We need to find a way where you can recover, where you can you know heal and, and maybe not, maybe you stay there, but that's also life, but not on the street. And you need to be a part of a community, whatever. If it doesn't matter if it's somewhere in the city center, a family, but our system with the group of uh, the, the friends that are helping him, um, it's not the system that we can uh, hold on for him for the rest Got of it. his life. That's, yeah. not, that's not realistic. And he knows that as well, I'm assuming. He knows that, yeah. And yeah. sometimes he loses that, that feeling. Um, sometimes uh, you see that, yeah, I can say the words, you see that he is sometimes damaged. Uh, you, there are some traumas that sometimes I think that he is autistic or, um, or you know, um, yesterday we, we had a walk around and, um, and uh, he dived into the second hand shop uh, during we had the, the the conversation about him being a part of the community, and we totally lost him in the conversation, and so he lost also the bigger picture. He lost also the importance of being present in that conversation. That it is really important to do your fucking best because there is no second option at the moment. Yeah, and summarized you well, see also there, there is a second option is on the street on the street yeah, yeah. And, how, and how would it be for you if that were to be the thing that now happens that he goes back to live on the street i think i i 
uh, it's not in my vocabulary yet because I I, I, I I see that there are places in the Netherlands or abroad that they can that can help him and um, I truly believe in that. It's just a matter of time. And in the meantime, we need to get him from the streets. That's it. It's yeah. just a matter of time. It's too simple to say, well, yeah, that's the second so option. Down, I, I just want to say, first, as you speak and as I see how you respond to these questions, I just love how you're engaging the, the, um, the whole subject. And I see the same thing that made you successful in the business is exactly what will make you successful in the situation with David, because in, in a Daniel. way, what Daniel, Daniel, sorry. Um, and the, the, um, the thing I see is that you don't need to know the answer, but you know, if you stay strong in the process, you'll figure it out. And, and the, and the longer, you, longer you continue, the more opportunities will come. You won't know where they're coming from. And if you have to plan it out in advance, it'll never work out because you can't plan it in advance. Yeah. So I guess the principle, which I always love when we do these shows to look at like fundamental principles when people work from that principle, what the outcomes are, is uh, the principle I see that you're now applying is that, I'm going to be determined in direction, but I'm going to allow the opportunities to find me. And I'm not going to be discouraged because I always know that it's it's like the moment when you think they're all your opportunities are gone. And then the one that you didn't expect shows up. Yeah. So in, in some ways, that's what I'm hearing from you, which is really beautiful. Believe in the, in the faith, but I believe in the faith by taking action. I don't believe by sitting on a chair that it falls out of the air automatically Agreed. Uh, because nothing will happen and yeah. but i believe if you if you're open to the world and i believe if if you believe in believing <laughs> then uh it will come and yeah. you connect i'm a connector uh uh and uh that's also my power i think sometimes you need to find something where you're getting and i, I i'm good in that yeah uh, and i can connect people i can uh, bring people together uh on, on the same purpose and mm -hmm. And I see it really simple. The the amount of of of, of homeless people is is increasing rapidly, mm. and um, there is a big demand of uh, yeah a huge amount of people that wants to help, but they don't know how. Yeah. So we're gonna make a platform uh, where people can help homeless people, and um, uh, so what we're gonna do is connect groups of friends to homeless people. Mm -hmm. like a like a like a tinder for a, a tinder system but then connect groups of friends to homeless people mm. yeah yeah wow yeah and um it's not that difficult actually i mean just bring it together and make a platform i don't know how to make the platform many people know how to make the platform and i know how to find those people yeah beautiful and yeah. bit scary if i if i think about it because in some ways like we, you talked about the the mental health issues are also present, yeah. Because the, that, so in some way, that you are taking on a bigger challenge than, uh, hey, let's help you be successful as a entrepreneur. One of the biggest lessons I learned from Daniel is that you have different categories in homeless people. Ah. You have the, the people that really live on the street with big beards and, uh, well, they have traumas and drug addictions and mental problems, strong mental problems. And uh, you can't help those people like 
easily. You can only be like listen to their stories and be there for them on the street, but give them a home and that won't be successful. You're you're not professional social workers, and even the social workers can 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 fix these problems apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but that's that's a heavy that's a heavy layer. Uh, secondly, you have uh, homeless people that live on the street, but they do have potential. And uh, and the third layer is uh, foundations that sometimes they found already homes for homeless people, but the buddy system, the, the groups of friends, the social, well, they're just buddies. They they are missing out, and we we call those the second and the third layers. Uh, we call those uh, homeless people economic homeless people. So sometimes mm-hmm. they have a job, but they don't have a house anymore. They live on they live in their car. People don't know. They don't. They don't talk with the family about the situation because they are scared and they are embarrassed. And um, yeah, and also sometimes just they need to have some friends. That's it. Just drink a beer or talk about life or do a walk in the forest or whatever. That's it. Keep it simple. And <clears throat> we can we can connect those groups to um, to those homeless people. And it's about working together because all those foundations they are already there. The only thing we need to do is filter those people and give them to us, and we connect the homeless people, uh, the, the 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 groups, the, the friend groups, to them. Yeah. That's it. And um, um, how we're gonna do it? Yeah, I mean, uh, we we start we're gonna start with the landing page to 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 see where the where the weight is of the traffic, and from that traffic we're gonna build the platform, and um, yeah. Everybody's jumping on this train. It's awesome. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, really nobody that I tell this story uh, is like, well, I don't feel it. So there's an itch. I see that people want to do something with it. Of course, we can send our money to the, to the other side of the world. It's really noble. It's really, yeah, it's, it's, it's noble uh, English word. Yeah. Um, it's really nice that it happens, of course. Huh? Um, but sometimes you forget that the problem is in front of your nose. And mm. uh, let, take care of your neighbor. Take care of your family. And if yeah. everybody's is everybody is taking care of one person, the whole the whole problem in the whole world is solved. Yeah. So uh, also we want to we focus on the millennials. We focus on uh, the the generation younger than me, uh, the the generation that really wants to change the world, that mm-hmm. wants to 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 wear sustainable clothes, that wants to fight for rights, and also help homeless people, and be active, and also. Um, wants to uh, uh, to to spread it to the to the world, you know, be ambassador of this movement, and uh, this is where we're going to focus on. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, we've come to the hour, and bowl along. We can leave it with bowl along statement. It says, "I feel you, and you will find your way through this." Yeah, that's yeah. so sweet. Thank you so much. From yeah. the other side of the world. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.